0: Hey everyone, this is Ray from The Editing Room. I just wanted to wish everybody a happy Pride Month and also give you guys a sense of what's about to come in the next few months. Uh, Firstly, we did not release a commentary track last week. That is because we are going to be releasing the commentary for This Town Ain't Big Enough on June 28th instead of our usual week before release. Second off, next month's episode... Uh, Is going to be a little different than our previous content. Uh, I actually wrote it, and it is going to be a little bit darker than our usual stuff. Um, So make sure you heed content warnings for that one, they're going to be in the show descriptions as usual. Uh, Next, in the month of August, we are going to be releasing our first four-part episode Uh, so for that month we will not be releasing any bonus content and you will be getting a new part of the episode every Friday of that month. Um, Lastly, I just wanted to thank everybody for the support and feedback we've been receiving. We're still a very new podcast so it's really helpful for us to hear what people are thinking. Um, If you would like to reach out to us, our Twitter is ElevatorPitchP, our Tumblr is ElevatorPitchPod, Pod. Our TikTok is Elevator Pitch P. Um, and if you are willing and are feeling generous, our Ko fi is at Elevator Pitch Podcast. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, we hope to hear more from you in the future. And without further ado, enjoy The Barmaid and the Buccaneer. Elevator Pitch presents The Barmaid and the Buccaneer, written
1: by Anne C. In 27 masts, I know you won't ever believe me, not after the stories about the kraken and the mermaids and the marshmallow-looking fish we saw south of the Cape of Good Hope, but God, strike me down, she were the finest vessel you ever would see, yes sir. Oh, no finer
2: than the cart your arse pulls. Keep that lion up, and it won't ever rain again. I don't think God will see fit to spit on your grave.
1: Well, haven't you ever heard of chewing the fat, Davy? If you're coming to a tavern to get the truth, you'd be better to save your liver and buy a newspaper. Oh, I
2: think you might be right, John. I'll be going then. Ma's got a barn with paint drying on it, and I think it might just waste my time less than you and your stupid stories.
1: Davy, wait. How much time do you think I have? I reckon you have enough for another story. A real
2: one, I promise. I barely have the time to share a pint with you on Sundays. Never mind here about whatever sea serpent you swear your friend's roommate saw once in a dream.
1: That weren't a dream and you damn well know it. I'll see you next Sunday, John. I have a good one, I promise. Refill, gentlemen.
2: I might have an answer for you if Johnny here gives me a reason for another drink. If he can give
0: you a good enough reason not to go home to your wife, I might just give you that drink for free. I've got a story or two about Captain O'Toole, and a real one at that. That's a tall order, John.
2: Real stories about Captain O'Toole are a dime a dozen, and my wife is the gem of the county's crown. A gem the captain would snatch in a minute, you mind yourself. Shove off it, Molly. He's as much a fairy tale as that ship of Johnny's with the 27 masts.
0: 27 masts? Are you joking?
2: Says he's the only sailor who lived through the sinking, too. All the others
0: drowned. I'd swear to my mother's grave. Your mother lives down
1: the road from me. You ought to tell her that she's dead. Yeah, I mean it. Maybe I embellish a little here and there, but this one's true as the chairs we're sitting on. Fine, then. How long do you reckon this is gonna take? If you want the pauses and dramatics, I need to borrow just an hour of your time.
2: Well, in that case, Molly, I think I'll take you up on the offer for another round.
0: Ales for the both of you?
1: Yes, mum. Nay, for this, I need liquor. If you say another damn word, you'll spend next Sunday drinking with St. Peter instead of me. Davy, I'll get you a
2: pint. What would a pint of your finest whiskey, Randy?
1: Into the red. I'll be back with your ale. With that sort are you even half ready to start? I have enough stories about Captain Atul to last me till Mary leaves you. Fine, fine. Once upon a time.
2: Off, remind me why I keep you around again, Johnny.
1: Because Mother says you ought to.
2: Oh, God rest her soul, if you had it your way. I would never. Oh, just have it over with already. (laughs) Jesus! What in the hell are you doing coming in here so loud?
3: Having a drink and supporting a local establishment. Why do you ask?
2: Checkers, you scared the hell out of me. You look like a goddamn bat in that cloak.
3: I've got a delicate constitution for this kind of weather.
2: I don't think I mind him too much, so long as
3: he quits the staring. No staring, gentlemen. I merely wondered what kind of stories you might have heard of this Captain O'Toole individual. After a few run-ins of my own, I've tuned an ear to mentions of the name.
2: Ah, this is what I was saying. Everybody's got a story or two about Captain O'Toole. Hell, I wouldn't doubt there are more stories about Captain O'Toole than actual times his ship's been seen. Oh, I did see his ship. That was a pelican journey.
3: Cut him some slack. Davy, was it? Enough squinting at a horizon all day will make your eyes go raw. See,
0: they've got the picture. Points for the two yeah. Welcome to the Black Barnacle. Can I... Uh... Cat, cut your tongue? Uh, no, no, I'm just fine, thank you. Uh, can I get you anything to drink?
3: I wouldn't want to trouble you, ma'am.
0: It's no trouble at all, though I can't say no to a pretty face. You can't see their face.
3: I'll take the compliment either way, madam.
0: I've been stuck on God's grain earth for long enough to know him by the voices. You don't have to worry about inconvenience in me, by the way. I didn't apply to work in a bar in a mouse hole because I fancied the opportunity for career growth.
3: If you're truly that insistent, may I request whatever is easiest to make? I'll pay you double.
0: Well, now you're just flattering me.
3: For a lady as lovely as yourself, it's the least I can do.
0: So long as the boss doesn't get wind of this, I don't see why not.
3: Is there something the matter with him, madam?
0: Give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day. Give a man a
3: tavern and he'll grow himself a right god complex. I see. If you don't mind my asking, could you perhaps put a number on the emotional damage this owner of yours has done to his staff? Feeling generous with my tip.
0: And to think I thought that you thought I was Ireland's crown and jewel.
3: That doesn't change my opinion of your employer. <laughs> it merely sweetens the deal.
0: I just can't win with you, can I? I'll fix your drink and you can slide me a tip under the table.
3: Now, gentlemen, I believe John here was intending to tell a story. Yeah, yeah, I was.
2: Don't tell me you lost it. Oh, it's coming back, I promise. Uh, I... oh, Mary, Mother of God.
3: <laughs> well, I didn't think this Captain O'Toole figure was the kind who ever proved to be forgettable. I think it, frankly unwise to forget the likes of any who can free himself from the hangman thrice and live to tell about it.
2: That's just a story, though. I've never met Captain O'Toole, but from the way the sailors talk about him, I don't think I ever want to. You can't be anything but disappointed when you make up stories like that. You calling me a liar, good sir? Nah, you wouldn't be the first. I'm not saying anything against you. Just that I don't think there's hardly a person who hasn't said something a little less than true when it comes to Tatman in particular.
1: Well, maybe then I'll be the first.
2: Ha! Good luck to you. I don't think I'll need it, thanks. A water for the handsome stranger.
3: My sincerest thanks, Miss Molly.
0: You can't be throwing gold coins around like that. Someone will think they're fake and they'd be damn right to do so. I couldn't accept this if I wanted to. Please, madam. They would be wasted elsewhere. Maybe, if the three of you can keep a secret. Well... That includes you too. I want this buried in your grave, Johnny.
1: You yeah, aren't my mother.
0: We've tea this Wednesday. Maybe I'm not, but she will be hearing about it.
1: Oh, I shouldn't have ever introduced you two.
0: Are you gonna get the story started or not,
2: Johnny? At the pace you're going, I think, I might as well be using a cane by the time I stand
1: up again. <coughs> what I've been trying to say is that I met a man at a bar who said he'd served on Captain Atul's crew. <laughs> is there something funny I missed? I'm enjoying this story at my own pace. Well, this man said when he served with them, Captain Atul had to be the most dangerous pirate on the seven seas. He's got himself black hair like a raven that he keeps in a braid. Says it's to keep the blood out of the ends when it splatters in his face. He's taller than any man has a right to be, with a pestle on each hip and a cutlass for emergencies.
2: If you fancy the captain, you can just say it out loud. I
1: wouldn't dare of it!
2: You wouldn't dare of it if you knew what was good
3: for you. From what I've heard, the captain is a little happier to carve hearts in two than to win them, if you catch my meaning. Why shush, she's telling the story. Go on, I'm enjoying myself immensely.
1: From the way I heard it, Captain Atoll would shoot him just for looking at him wrong. The only reason he had much of a crew at all was because he was half blind to start with. Lost an eye to a nasty blow by a cutlass as a young lad.
2: I wonder if that's what happened to your head?
1: I was kicked by a donkey, Davy. It's hardly the same. Anyway, the man I spoke to said that Captain atoll managed to keep a crew around for one reason and one reason only. It makes him a thousand times more dangerous than any other pirate on the seven seas. He knows for a fact his crew won't mutiny. Well, are you going to tell us what it is or not? The captain's
0: crew doesn't mutiny because it's one of the best damn job opportunities for sailors. What?
1: I was going to say he shot a man for disobeying him. I hate to break it to you, Johnny, but that source of yours might have been stringing you along. Look, no, he had to be right. He had a peg leg. Said so he lost it to a whale.
2: Donnie, you and me have been whaling ever since we were not more than kids. When was the last time you ever seen a leg bitten off by a whale?
1: Well, it couldn't be
3: impossible. As a bit of a sailor myself, I'm afraid I'm going to have to agree with your brother and Molly. I'm not necessarily in the business of whaling, but find them usually agreeable creatures. They hardly ever lash out unless you do anything to get in their way.
2: If you aren't a whaler, what are you?
3: The finest merchant on the high seas back in my day. Not unlike Miss Molly, I'm assuming.
2: How did you-
3: Strong arms and
0: hands, my good man. I'll take the compliment from the likes of you. Of course, dear. Well, I see someone thinks themselves a gentleman.
3: I'll think of myself what I please, though I'm afraid I'm a little too busy interrupting poor Johnny's story to entirely accept the title. My sincerest apologies, madam. Ah, well,
0: now you're just flattering me.
2: I might object, but I don't think this is any worse than the seawater my brother would be spewing. Aye, you watch yourself. Uh, If you know so much about trade, uh, uh, what was your name again?
3: I'll be keeping it to myself, if you don't mind.
2: Well then, Mr. Nobody, if you know so much about trade, perhaps you have some tale about this captain that didn't come from the village drunk.
3: (laughs) Not enough to satisfy as long as it will take you to drink your ale,
0: I'm afraid. If the owner won't skin me alive for stopping a minute or two, I might just have one of me own.
1: <laughs> I know you went to sea, Molly, but there's no way you're not pulling our legs.
2: <clears throat> Maybe that's how the man you met lost his. Oh,
1: shove up it, Davy.
0: I'll charge a double for the ale if you keep your tone up.
3: My <clears throat> sincerest apologies for the behaviour of my companions, madam. I will gladly receive your tales, even if they won't.
1: Fine. Let's hear what ye have to say. It isn't too short a story, if you don't mind.
3: If the owner gives you any trouble, I'm certain I can deal with him.
0: Thank you. I never meant to go to sea, not originally. I'd been working as a barmaid at the time, with a clientele worse than this one and a manager from a slightly higher circle of hell, when Captain O'Toole came to my hometown. I only heard afterwards that the captain left the treasury in shambles after blasting the fort to bits with cannons. I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I didn't think there was a safe place in all of the land. Instead, I stole a fistful of my mother's jewellery, stuffed it into my pockets, and head away on the hull of the sturdiest-looking vessel I saw sitting in the harbour. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. thy damn it! what the hell! Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Dare God save my sorry soul.
3: Why, well, I think I hear a mouse.
0: Oh, God... <laughs>
3: Very prayerful, mouse. I have very little patience for mice. I have far more patience with mice who don't hide themselves, if you catch my meaning. That is, assuming this mouse can hear me. In fact, I think I might be kindest to the mouse who makes an attempt to show themselves before I get impatient, for I have a terribly sharp sword and I'm so terribly quick to use it when I get impatient. Well then, I suppose we might just have to do this the hard way. Apologies, little mouse. I'm afraid my crew and I might just be having stowaway soup for dinner. (laughs) Not in here, it seems. Perhaps. Not in here either. Third time's the charm. Perhaps. Aha! An armed mouse, then?
0: And, and a female captain.
3: For today, at least.
0: I thought it was bad luck to keep a woman on a ship.
3: Does this look like bad luck to you, madam?
0: Don't you lay a finger on me, you scoundrel.
3: A mouse with a tongue?
0: If you like that pretty neck here is the way it is, I'd put your hands up and sail me back to land before I leave your crew without a captain. I have no patience for threats, and I have even less for pirates. Oh, my
3: dearest stowaway.
0: Cut the damn tone! Well, you called me pretty, and it's the last you're getting from me. Ha!
3: Quite the talented mouse.
0: <laughs> Maybe you're just a wretched swordsman.
3: Swordswoman, if you don't mind.
0: Ha! <sighs> Whatever makes you happy. Ha! <sighs> Ugh! Where did you learn to fight like that? Mother well, was a blacksmith. I tested the swords. And what
3: were your fighting dummies? Trained fences?
0: Nay, you go bored easily. Your breather's up, Captain.
3: Ha. <laughs> what do you think you'll do if you're able to best me in combat?
0: <laughs> Bargain myself away back home and spare myself a new orifice or two or reckon. What happens when my
3: entire crew turns on you? <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. Ugh. I suppose you ought to get there as soon as possible, then.
0: Shut up or your neck gets it.
3: My crew won't take too kindly to my death, you know. They're all very loyal.
0: (laughs) If they're loyal like the stories I've heard, they'd turn on you in
3: a (laughs) heartbeat. What, the stories that I'd shoot a man for looking at me wrong? (laughs) Well, that's one of them. And I'm terribly afraid to inform you that I go about my business in a very different way. What in the hell is it, then? As much as I would frankly adore having a beautiful woman hold a sword to my neck and back me into the wall for the rest of my life, I'm afraid the time for petty conversation has long passed. For as lovely as your blade was at my throat, I must say, my boot looks even better at yours, and I doubt that has anything to do with the quality of the leather. Please don't kill me. Kill you? Why, Why, I would... Captain! I heard a commotion and came as soon as I called Is Everything all right? Of course. It seems we found ourselves in the company of a stowaway. Is that her? I should damn well hope so. Stowaway, what is your name? <clears throat> Molly. Damn,
0: we already have a Molly. Are you going to kill me then? <laughs> kill you? Heavens no. We'll just have to call the other Molly. I... What?
3: Don't get too excited just yet. She hasn't even agreed to work for us. I say that if she doesn't, we send her home with safe passage and a dozen odd stories to tell of our treachery. If not, then we ought to start calling her Other Molly. I don't think I've met a finer swordswoman, especially one untrained. Well, I'm not waiting all day for a response.
0: Well, it isn't lady like not to help me up first. I'd expect more from me, Captain.
3: As you wish. Will you be joining the crew now? And what's the catch if I don't? Oh, it's not so terrible. We'll make you memorize a half a dozen tales or so to spread fear of us far and wide. It's a far better weapon than anything we keep on the ship, you know. Tell me, Molly, which is better, your
0: memory or your sword? I've got the memory of a gnat, Captain.
3: Why then, I suppose we've made ourselves a new member of the crew? Welcome aboard,
0: other Molly. (laughs) I do hope you'll stay a while. The captain never shot anybody. O'Toole didn't even have a plank. It turned out the best way to keep a fearsome and talented crew around was to make them want to stay. It wasn't ever easy work, it never has been on the sea, but something about Captain O'Toole made me not care. It made most everyone else feel that way, too. I've never seen a crew that's like a family. Not so much as O'Toole's. That's what makes the captain so dangerous. The crew isn't scared. They love that ship and everyone on it to Davy Jones and back. So much so that when the vessel went down, we barely thought to leave. Captain, I don't know if we're going to make it much longer. I'd be all too happy to abandon ship in any other weather, my dear Molly,
3: but to do so now would be suicide. And staying on isn't. If we stay on the ship, we have something bigger than a bedroom door between us and the ocean. Perhaps it's taking on water, but there's no reason to give up hope. This vessel has limped away through far
0: worse circumstances. You know I don't believe you. I need you to trust me, Molly. I trust you all I need, Captain, but trust doesn't mean I'm always going to agree with you. Molly! I'm fine.
3: Dear God, you're bleeding. So's the damn ship that isn't another reason to stay on board, I don't know what is. You're kidding me. Shh, don't strain yourself. You've got the rest of your crew to take care of, Captain. They're not bleeding
0: out. Not yet. God, Bonnie, get over here.
3: Anderson's already down.
0: Damn it. Captain, I've hardly been grazed.
3: Aren't I allowed to be worried for my best swordswoman? I thought you said you didn't pick favorites. Jane, I'm compromised. Take control of the deck. Aye, Captain. I don't pick favorites. If I did, it would be my first mate. As you can clearly see, my first mate is not the one I'm tending to at this moment. My crew is my family, Molly. To lose even one of them would be... is better than losing all of them. Your shirt. To hell with my shirt, Molly. Hold still. This may well hurt. <laughs> if you need to squeeze something, reach for my forearm. Both my hands are going to be busy until I tie this bandage, all right? Shh, just just breathe for me. There you are. You feeling any better? No. I don't know what I expected.
0: I can man my post again.
3: Not on my watch. Captain, I'm not going to break. I don't know that. Molly, I do believe I have something terrible to tell you. (laughs) Can it wait? You weren't wrong about the ship. Perhaps I ought to accept the inevitability of something else while I can stomach it.
0: Maybe once I haven't just been shot? (laughs) Oh, Molly. Oh, here I was, thinking I was other Molly. then, other Molly. I I do
3: believe I'm terribly in love with you. Captain. I knew I shouldn't have said a thing. I, I truly wouldn't have if not for the ship sinking. Even then, I'm... Terribly sorry. You might have to live with some level of grief if I make it like the usual adage about captains and-
0: Oh. That'll shut you the hell up. (laughs) Please never change. Well, I won't get the chance if you just leave me here. You do make a fair point. I meant abandoning the ship,
3: Captain. I... perhaps that's for the best. Every one of us is better a living coward than the honored dead. You don't mean... I do, Jane. Prepare
0: the emergency vessels. Aye, Captain. I want to promise you something. So long as it isn't too tall in order. Whatever happens
3: to this crew, wherever you go next, I won't be far behind. Even if we're scattered to the corners of the world, I'll gladly search every corner for you. I don't want this to be the end of our crew, of course, but... I wouldn't ever forgive myself if it was the end of the two of us. I think that may be a bit much to ask of you.
0: It's the least I can give, Molly. The crew, well, it never looked the same way again. I washed ashore somewhere around here, not too long after washing ashore some other place, some other time. I don't try to stay in one spot for too long. Never did get used to a horizon that isn't moving. And what happened to the captain? Dead or off committing some other crimes. crew fell apart and I never spoke to O'Toole again. So
1: you're telling me that you stole away, fought the captain, befriended him, and then left the crew once the ship sunk? I don't see what you didn't understand. That's a load of nonsense. I've told stories with more truth behind them than that. If the captain's such a gentleman, how has he put his name on so many banks and fortresses blown to smithereens? Well, maybe
0: Captain O'Toole never erected an orphanage, but that doesn't mean-
1: Why aren't you serving the other tables?
0: They're empty, sir.
1: Then why aren't you cleaning them?
0: I've already cleaned them. Ugh, give it a rest.
1: Is there a problem, sir?
0: Are you the owner?
1: I am.
3: Wonderful, wonderful. I was hoping to ask you a question in regards to the performance of your server tonight. (sighs) What'd she do? Excuse
2: me? How much do you value the lives of your employees? What? Hey, hey, put that down! We're all, we're all friends here! If he's gonna threaten Molly, he isn't a friend of mine.
1: <gasps> Tree scars and an eye patch. No, but, but Captain Atulas!
3: I'm prettier in person, my good sir. Now, onto the subject of my traitorous crewmate. I've spent a few too many months tracking her down to waste a bullet on warning shots. Mr. Manager, or whatever you call yourself, you are going to empty the cash register into my bag or I'll splatter my private business all over your walls. I'm terribly sorry to inform you that brain matter is a bear to get out of wood.
1: Yes, ma'am.
2: You're not just gonna shoot her. Don't get into it, Davy. I'll damn get into whatever I want to get into. Put the gun away. There are better ways to rob a store. Have
3: you ever heard of killing two birds with one stone, Davy? I don't think
2: you need to be killing anyone tonight.
3: You're lucky I don't shoot the both of you for hearing a word from her
1: backstabbing tongue. Here, take it all. You're just not going to try to stop her from doing anything? That's not my business to get into.
3: If you're lying to me about the amount of gold you keep around, I'll see to it that you never see business here ever again. Understood. Speaking of which, I wouldn't mind finishing my drink before I make modern art of our fair maiden's head, though I would much rather do so out of your company. Why don't you take an early leave for the night on me?
1: Yes, Captain.
3: You can set the gun down now. I'm well aware. In fact, I think I ought to set it down after I shoot the two of you for having ever heard something.
2: John, where the hell are you? Shite. I
3: think your brother has the right idea. Go, Davy. I'm not leaving you, Molly. You know I can take care of myself. (laughs) If it's any consolation at all, you have
2: my word that she'll be back home in one piece. I don't give a damn what you say. Uh, Molly, you'd better promise you'll be okay. It's a promise, then. Or God
0: strike me down, I'll write.
2: had damn well better be.
0: Darling?
3: <laughs> I didn't load it this time, just like you asked.
0: You filthy rake. I
3: thought I was charming enough to earn scoundrel this time
0: around. You scared the living daylights out of my neighbor's sons, Eunice.
3: Ugh, this is why I'm happy letting everyone think I'm a man. They're far less likely to guess my real name.
0: I think it's lovely. My
3: manager's wife's name is Eunice, you know. And it's wasted on her. Can't imagine the kind of woman who sees anything in somebody who makes sea slugs seem like good company. Tell me about it. I was the one who had to put up with him for a month. Wasn't my idea to rob the bar while you were in town visiting your aunt. But you agreed to it.
0: Perhaps I did. I'm not going back to sea with you right away, if you don't mind. As much as I love the new ship, my neighbour's sons are going to think I'm a brain splatter. Shouldn't I have threatened you...
3: I have a reputation to hold up, after all. They're
0: going to think I'm dead, darling. (laughs) I suppose so. I won't be long. Just long enough to write a letter and apologize to their mother for not making it home for tea.
3: (laughs) (laughs) My dearest friend, my sincerest apologies that I cannot attend tea. I'm busy committing crimes among a crew of hardened criminals.
0: Finish your damned drink. I worked hard on it, you know.
3: (laughs) I thought I asked for an easy
0: one. I never said I was a good barmaid. I made you one you like. The easy ones are all shite anyway. (laughs) My dear. Drink. Is that an order? I'm your damn matelot Captain. I can order you around all I like till we're back at sea. Of course. This isn't terrible, you know. Stuff it. It's the best I can do with the soap that passes for water in a place like this. (laughs) I love you, dear. Love you too, Captain. Do you think you ought to leave that in when you write to those friends of yours? Why not? It'll give Johnny a decent story to tell for once. <laughs> that it will, Molly. That it will. This episode featured Even S. as Johnny, Jeanette C. as Davy, Ray F. as Molly, Ellis G. as O'Toole bread bun as the pirate kit a as the doctor anisa danny c as the first mate and ethan w as the owner the original music in this episode was used with permission from its original creators and all credit goes to them welcome to the black barnacle was written and performed by lsg santiana was performed by Anne c jig set was arranged and performed by Anne c Holloway Joe was performed by LSG. The Captain and the Stowaway was written and performed by LSG. The cover art was done by Ray F. This episode was written by Anne C and produced by Ray F. Thank you all for listening.